the church has been on the fringes of community and they've placed themselves there. It's got nothing to do with the community. But actually, our heart here at Arena Church is to be at the very center of the community. And so I'm glad that we've been able to welcome lots of different people this morning to, the, um, to, to today's service. And uh, in particular, it is a great joy to be able to welcome uh, the Acorns and also three schools. And after I've shared this morning, just for a few moments, we're going to see those school, schools consecutively perform, and uh, that will be fantastic. Now, I'm mindful of the fact that there's going to be many of the kids here today who are really pumped, and many grandparents and parents, because you want to get up here and you want to show your stuff, and I get that. But what I really want you to do is, if you can, just for a few minutes, just bear with me, just give me your fullest attention, give me your best this morning. And what I'm going to do this morning, I'm on the lookout for the best two kids. I'm looking out for the best boy and the best girl who just sit there very behaved and you're going to have the choice of these prizes here today, okay? So we've just bought them. We thought it'd be a good bribe. It's a good bribe. I may need to do it to some of the adults as well. Who knows? I don't know whether you've ever uh, felt at times where you've been empty, You've, you, you've, you've, just, you've just felt empty and wondering what life is really all about. I know this time of year people begin to ask all kinds of relevant, thoughtful, provoking questions to themselves. For instance, what have I done with, with this year? Where has it gone? You know, what is happening with my life? I'm another year older. For some people... Today, they've lost loved ones this year. They've buried them. They've said goodbye to them. For others, are approaching the new year, 2016, with a lot of uncertainty. And it leaves you empty. There's people who ask questions like, what's the point of Christmas? And that is really what I want to talk about this morning. What is the point of Christmas? Because I want to connect my opening statement with that question. What is the point of Christmas? Because there's many people who would say to me, if I asked them, what's the point of Christmas? They would make a statement like, well, Christmas is all about the toys and the presents and the, and the tinsel and the trees and the parties and families getting together. And let me be clear, Arena Church loves all those things. We love all those things in abundance. We've got no problem with those things at all. And in essence, that is part of Christmas. There may be others who are a little bit more thoughtful and a little bit brighter and they say, ah, there's a bit of a trick question here because we've got a Christian minister on the stage and basically we know the point of Christmas. The point of Christmas is, of course, it's about a baby in a manger and there's some shepherds and angels and wise men. And of course, that is, again, part of Christmas, but I don't think it goes far enough. That's my problem. Because we still see Christmas as Jesus being in a manger, and that's where we see him. And still others see the Christmas story as being very like Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty, or it's just some kind of fairy tale story that's happening. But the reality is, this story is not a fairy tale, it's truth. Because what was basically happening in the world at that time, if I just roll the clock back just over 2,000 years, we see the nation of Israel in that time, they're in great turmoil. There's a lot of problems going off. They were under Roman rule. 
There was a lot of dissatisfaction amongst people. There were people who had lots, and then there were people who had very little. There were people who were wondering what their life, trying to make sense of their lives. They felt oppressed. They felt pressured by the regime at that time. And life was very uncertain for so many. And I draw a real parallel with that story in today's day in which we live, 2015, because there are many people, and you might be here today, and life isn't certain. Life is very uncertain. Life isn't full of joy. Life seems to be full of sorrow. And I see many people as I talk to people, as we connect with people in a variety of different contexts. And that is why this story is so relevant. That is why the point of Christmas. And I want to just for a few moments just try and just help you from one verse that we see in the Bible that's very, very familiar. In fact, we get our uh, carol joy to the world from. This is where it comes from. Because there's, there's a couple of verses, and I'd like to just read the first one, if I may, and we'll have it on the screen. It's found in Luke in chapter 2 and verse 10. And basically what happens is the, there's, there's, there's a, an angel, a host of angels that come to, to, um, to the shepherds, lowly shepherds out in their fields, keeping watch over their fields. And... Uh, The angel comes to him and says this, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I want to read that again. The angel says to the shepherds, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. It's four things the angel said to the shepherds. And there's four things I want to say to each and every one of you, the youngest to the oldest, the the boys and the girls, and to everybody else in between, I want to say these four things to you. The first thing is don't be afraid. Now, of course, the shepherds are going to be scared out of their wits. They've just seen this angel appear to them. Woo! And they're all, yeah, how's it going? You know, going, I'm cool, man. Of course, have we been smoking anything? You know, it's, it's all those kinds of things going off. Nothing like that. They were frightened, and rightly so. But the reality is, I realize there's many, many people in the world today, and actually, let's go, let's really drive it down in our area. Let's drive it even further in our community of Ilkeston, who are very afraid. You might be here today. And God would speak to you a message, and you said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. How do I know people are afraid? Well, got a few, couple of friends who were doctors, the GPs, and they record the fact that there are more and more people seeing them. And they're going because they are anxious. They are suffering with stress. There's pressures. They're living in fear. All kinds of things are surrounding them. Real fears. You might be here today, you've got real fears. Real phobias. Real issues. In fact, we were doing a poll just in the autumn through Arena Church and we asked this one question, what's troubling you the most? And out of those people that responded from our community, their biggest concern, their biggest uh, 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 concern, fear, was the trouble in the world. People are living in fear. And And we actually polled this before the terrorist attacks in Paris. People are living in fear. People are wondering what's next, where's next, who's next? And the angel comes to these shepherds and says, do not be afraid. And I come to you today, not as an angel, as a man, as a real bloke. He says, don't be afraid. The second thing that the angel says to them is this. I bring good news. 
I bring good news. Who's fed up with bad news? I mean, the world is full of bad news. I've got good news today. In fact, it's not just good news, it's great news. In fact, it's the most life-altering, life-transforming news you'll ever hear. I'm going to come on to it in a moment. The reality is this is good news. And the angel came to the shepherds that were living in bad news and said, I've got good news. Isn't that amazing that as soon as you come with a positive, people are wanting to hear? Because the reality is we live in a world that is so full of bad news. Those who were teachers here, I'm sure you do that. Speak good things over, your, over the kids in the, in the class. Those who are parents here and grandparents, they might have the moments, but speak good things over them. Let's create a culture. We have this in the life of the church. of speaking good over people, not bad. There's no such thing as a bad child. There really isn't. We just have to challenge them along the way. And you may say, you don't know what you're on about. I do. I've got four kids. So I know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. And the angel came and said, I bring you good news, good news. There's great news. And then he also says, that will bring great joy. This good news is going to bring great joy. Now you may say, oh, now I'm in, because I want, I want joy. I said joy, not happiness. I want to just define it for a moment. Because most people in the world, they want happiness. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness is is temporary. Joy is everlasting. Joy comes from a deep reservoir from within here that just flows out. And it only comes through making the connection between God and yourself. I'm very happy when I've got, you know, a new pair of shoes. I'm very happy when I've got a new pair of trainers. I'm very happy when I book that holiday. I'm very happy You know, when I'm going out for a meal, I'm very happy. When I've got that new mobile phone, I'm very happy. When I've got that gadget. But what happens a week after you've bought those things? You're as unhappy as you were the time before you'd got it. Am I talking to anybody? Joy is something that's far deeper. And joy comes out of a real understanding that actually with God, with Jesus, everything's going to be all right. I talk to people who have literally buried people this, this year. They've died, loved ones. And yet there's been joy in their hearts. They're sad, of course. But they weren't resting on happiness. They had a joy that was deep within them. I've, we've, got, we've got people in the life of our church who are suffering with terminal illnesses. It's sobering to meet with them. Because they've got joy that's everlasting. They've not just got a fleeting happiness. And the angel promised, this is good news, it's going to bring great joy. And who was it for? The fourth thing, he said four things. For all the people. For everybody, everywhere. Nudge the person next to you and say, he's talking to you. Because this is for everybody. For all the people. You may say, surely there's got to be some exclusions here. There wasn't. There was no, there was no small print. There was no get out clause. There was no legal guardian at the end of it. Nothing. This good news that will bring great joy was for everybody. You may say, well, who is the everybody? Well, there are, uh, and in a moment, there's going to be a website that's just going to go on the, on the thing, and you'll see it there. Excuse the ads that are going on there. But there are now 7.3 billion people. And whilst we're here, you can watch it here. Let me just jump to it. This is seriously, this is live. This is who's being born. 
Births this year, if we can go it up, I don't know. And deaths, there are people who are dying. Listen to me. While we're here now, there are people being born all across the world. But listen to me. people dying and this message is for every one of those 7.3 billion people and it's for everyone who's just being born and the message is also for everyone in their closing moments will cry out to God this great joy this good news is for everyone everywhere you may say okay Christian what's the summing up of this what is this news then well let me tell you So let's go to verse 11 of Luke chapter 2. Then the angel goes on to say something. He says this. Today, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Just for a moment, just ponder on those words. The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? That seems like, what does that mean, Messiah? I mean, we hear about football players. I like football. And oh, he's the Messiah. He's going to be the new Messiah of the England thing. Were we pleased with the draw yesterday, by the way, of the, you know, uh, the Welsh fans amongst us will be pleased? Yes, some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. But anyway, there's, there's Messiahs that come in football. There's Messiahs that come in sport. There's even people who've announced themselves as the Messiah. But I want to tell you, there's only one Messiah. And basically what that means is the Savior. His name is Jesus. And that is the good news. What they basically were saying, the angel was saying, today the saviour, the healer, the comforter, the strengthener, the encourager, the one who can help you in your life, where you are, shepherds, he's coming to the world. And this is where I really want to just cut through all the confusion and all the tinsel and all the wrappings. What is the point of Christmas is this. Jesus was born in a cradle. He was. But he didn't stay in the cradle He lived a sinless life so he could redeem a sinful people. Every one of us, you may want to get me at the end, but every one of us have messed up. Every one of us have screwed up. Every one of us has got it wrong. The Bible calls it sin. And this sinless saviour who never did anything wrong, died as a sacrifice for sinful man. You see, this is the connection point between the cradle to the cross, and he did this all because of his great love for us. The Bible says this, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, into the world. The cradle to the cross, speaks of his love. Friend, today, this is great news. And in a moment, I'm going to be offering these these gifts because I've had my eye on these kids and I want to say, kids, you've been better than the parents. You really have. And in a moment, I'm just going to offer these gifts to two children. But this gift that God offers us isn't just exclusively for two. Listen to me. 
It's for everyone. And as these children will just receive it from me gladly, hopefully, that's all we have to do, is gladly receive this gift. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the gift of forgiveness. I'm talking about the gift of not feeling empty, but now having something in your heart. I'm talking about the gift of real joy. I'm talking about the gift of peace. The gift of hope. God so loves everyone. And all we have to do is simply accept it and receive it. I want to take the opportunity to pray this morning. And then I'm going to hand these gifts out. So I wonder if you'd all just, for a moment, if you want to bow your heads. If you don't want to close your eyes, that's fine. I'm not asking you to do it. It's not in the Bible. It doesn't say close your, close your eyes and bow your heads. It just helps us to concentrate. Might give some people a little bit of privacy as well. So mind for the fact that there's two, two kinds of groups in here. There are those who come to church regular. This is your home. And then there are those people who don't. And I'm speaking to everybody. Because you might be living in fear. You've tried everything. And you still can't get rid of it. You might be living with guilt. You feel guilty. Might be you feel weighed down. Trying to make sense of your life. And today, you've heard that Jesus Christ, in his love, in his love, came to redeem all people. And what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm going to ask you to do something really bold, and we're going to be done in one minute. If you'd say to me, preacher, pastor, that's me, would you pray for me? Because I need some help. My family might need some help. I need to know this God. It might be whatever it is that I want you to do, because everybody's got their eyes closed, which is great. I want you to just raise your hand where you are. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to pull you out. I'm not going to say any reference. And then I'm just going to pray for those needs that are around the life of the church. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lots of hands. Lots of hands. And I don't know what they're all raise, you've raised your hand for, but all I do know is that you just need some help. And so, Father, thank you for sending Jesus into the world. Thank you for loving us. You could have left us to our own merry way and you didn't in your great love you sent your one and only dear son Jesus into the world and I just pray now for everybody who's raised their hand and for those who didn't but wanted to that whatever they need from you that you would draw very close to them now and those who are full of guilt you'd remove the guilt those who need forgiveness as they've raised their hand and called out to you that you would forgive them. Those who are sick, that you would touch them and heal them. Father, that you would bless this community, these people who are here. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.